0: there was painted dogs which we've not watched yet i don't know who's painting these dogs um and there's tigers which will be the last one which i think will be pretty what, amazing. what is this so this is bbc dynasties david attenborough Dave, david, attenborough, david attenborough. i was gonna say what happens when he dies um I, I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time a friend of mine thinks that david attenborough will one day <laughs> Don't be me too. And no. I was like, "She's not a British woman." No, and I was like, please. "Madam, you go too far. <laughs> you go too far, madam. Be quiet." How how
1: dare you? I just like this how is, dare. This you? is one of those. I'm a feminist, but if but, you're out yes. there, <laughs> please don't say anything. <laughs> I think you just. But it is that thing of like sometimes. Um, you know, I look at the old blokes who do have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of um. respect and gravitas and stuff and I'm like (coughs) I just really hope you die before you get Me Me too, because it's almost
0: like after they die,
1: (laughs) after they die no one really Me Too's their I worry about
0: Bill Murray, I love Bill Murray but then sometimes you're like wow, maybe some guys are okay I mean... it's against every fiber in my being to think that. Well, it's well, it's
1: it's not necessarily like people are okay or not, but absolute power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Exactly. And so, if you're constantly sort of exposed to situations <laughs> where, in the room, you have absolute power, then you're going to get corrupted over time. Yeah. I can't imagine that David Hanover hasn't felt that he has
0: absolute power <laughs> over people's hearts oh, in <laughs> <and, and, yeah. laughs> the world. And yeah, but yeah, if when he does die, listen, that that's all malicious rumor. That, don't worry everybody no, there's been no announcement that has said David Attenborough is a sex pest we, got, we, have, we, we have no evidence we
1: got that. derailed from what I wanted to say about David Attenborough which is I think there will be state mourning oh god state funeral uh, yeah I I don't think that, that World will fork out for that funeral. because we're living in a post well we're going to live in a post Brexit Britain by then yeah but it will be you know we'll be like yeah. well we have that Two pounds uh, yeah, to yeah. spend on your coffin. Yeah,
0: we could, like, get some bears in from Russia to do a dance. <laughs> um, the cheap ones. Putin said he'll throw us a bone. Um, but throw yeah, us a bear. Uh, throw us a bear. But, yeah, Dynasties was very good and watching these families. But I watched the lion one the other night. Male lions, absolutely more trouble than there were. You, you have to feed them or fuck them and nothing else. <laughs> And they are just—they are just a burden, a and crest. they're either killing your babies or or just causing drama. And it was just—it was quite stressful. And it was about this one lady lion, and she was like, "Well, I guess I've got to shag this guy so he won't kill my other babies." And you just like—and they do. She's at a wit's end. They do fuck all anyway. Um, you just mentioned something then, and I took on with it. I took—I took. Say I, it. Say it. We don't know that will be in a post-Brexit Britain. There we go. We don't
1: know. There we go. We don't know. Hope Hope lives on eternal in 2019.
0: Do you know what's funny I'm noticing is that people are dropping off at, and what i'm noticing is people losing hope at different points and picking up hope at different points Oh, okay i've always said that you were my load star yeah, you were my load star and you because i i don't like to um because i'm cynical and, and cautious i don't like to be like oh i think we're gonna get another vote or it's not gonna happen but in my heart of hearts looking down the line i've never seen it just happening Mm. i've never seen it I've, because it's such a shit show and you were my lodestar because you were always brave enough to be like it's never gonna happen babe it's never gonna happen and i was like yeah 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 and then i came to see you like two weeks ago mm. and you mm-hmm. i can see you in my mind's eye mm. you were there stirring mm. stirring lent- lentil stew and you're like i think it's gonna happen and i was like what and then someone i know yesterday was like oh, i've lost i've lost hope today and i was like what i was like surely now I mean, listen, everyone. We're post, we're post vote, um, yeah. So just to give you the context, we're recording
1: this in the week of the twenty second of January, two thousand and nineteen. So we are post historic defeat yeah. of the government by two hundred and thirty votes in the Commons last week when Theresa May proposed her deal to Parliament and asked them to vote it through so that she could finish the negotiations on the withdrawal and start the transition process after we leave the EU on the 29th of March 2019. It got voted down by 230 votes which to any normal government would mean get out. This is your showcase piece of legislation and You've been defeated by 230 votes. It's a historic defeat. It's never been bigger. The second uh, largest defeat was 166 votes and that was in 1924. No one remembers
0: why. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was no it? No one cares. Listen, we will not have cars. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't
1: know. But it, it, you know, there's never been a vote bigger. There's never been a defeat bigger than this defeat of last week. And you would expect any government in their right mind to say the leader needs to step down most likely general election um but no this government doesn't give a shit about parliament it doesn't give a shit about what's come before it doesn't give a shit about you know mores or social cues or political cues it just carries on doing what it's doing without any care for the consequences or any care for the right ways of doing things going through a parliamentary democratic system
0: and it's just every time uh I I do I have to admit I was feeling quite depressed earlier this year I usually like I like a new year I like a new start um I usually tend to be quite upbeat I think oh well you know just just you know yeah new start whatever even though it's very arbitrary I felt really fucking depressed Mm. the first two weeks weeks of this year I've been a bit like Because we're still waiting, as British people in the EU, we're still waiting to find out what the fuck is going to happen. And she shows no compassion. Um, Obviously, we got thrown a little bone yesterday uh, when, fortunately, um, people EU citizens in Britain were told that they would no longer have to pay £65 uh, for the application of staying in the country. They'll still have to apply for their lives if they've been in the country fucking 10, 20 years and raised children and contributed to the economy. Which we know we know that they do on the whole much more than anyone fucking else. Um but yeah, yesterday conservatives come out and say, Oh, we've scrapped the sixty five pounds. Oh, so magnanimous of you. Um so so yeah, it just it's just more more waiting. I think also like it's um I think from my perspective, it
1: feels very, it still feels as if I can't really understand what they're going through, in a way, EU citizens living in the UK, Mm -hmm. having faced this like monumental rejection Mm -hmm. of who they are and Mm -hmm. what they stand for. Um, because we haven't been rejected, mm. right? We live in we live in, in yeah. a new country. Um, we've lived here for many, many years. But at the same time, we don't feel that same sense of like, this country voted us
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And this country doesn't care about our future. And yeah. I know a lot of Leave supporters out there will be like, it wasn't about them, it wasn't about immigration, fuck off. That's what it ended up being yeah. about. Like, it was about that. And yeah. if you didn't vote for that, you voted alongside it yeah. and stand up for it, like... Yeah that was what it was really about in the end, and you voted alongside it, even Mm. if you might not have voted for it. Um, But this, like last week, I felt a sense of what they must have been feeling for the past two and a half, nearly three years, when we got our request to, you know, do our registration form, so this is what we have to do in Germany, uh, uk citizens living in germany we have to now fill in a registration form send it off to the german government and after that they're going to give us interviews yeah and and you know what people keep saying to me oh don't worry you're married you've got a baby you'll be fine and i'm like i'm i don't want to be fine yeah, because i, I got wanna... married yeah. and i have a baby yeah. i've lived and worked here yeah for years i've lived and worked here for six years yeah. i love this country i want to yeah. stay and i don't want that to be questioned by any kind of form even though i'm going to be okay yeah like i don't want that to be questioned like it just it made me feel physically sick to think i'm not going to have the right to live and work here anymore that's being taken away from me and that felt horrible and it felt for the first time like the german bureaucratic system was answering that call in a way yeah Telling me to go and get registered. Yeah, I just I felt it made me feel really sick. How did it make
0: you feel? Yeah, pretty pretty lousy. Yeah, pretty lousy. And just, but also at the same time, I hate that it's become normal, and I hate that like us talking about this because we've been banging on about it for two and a half years and how awful it is has just become the norm, and it's almost starting to slip away from me. That that's not normal, and that you know, taking away people's you know, how can you strip people of rights? how can you strip millions of people of how can you do that how can that even be and the fact that you know you see this government go forward and say we're stopping freedom of movement which is just such a wonderful wonderful thing and you think about people and you think about your baby is the result of a of freedom of movement and you know so many children so many friendships so many relationships um our lives here yeah our li- exactly a half decade and that's the thing is that Yeah, the registration process. um, I've still not clicked on it because I'm still in denial. So I've been told by a friend of mine that it's very simple. Um, I feel, and you'll be fine, and you'll be fine. Um, You're blonde. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I feel you. you, You've not only have you had a German baby, you've had a white white German (laughs) baby. You didn't have to have a white one. You have a white one. Bloody (laughs) hell! What more do they want? Um so but yeah, so and then but what made me to be honest, I'm just still in I'm in so much denial and I have been the whole way the whole way down the line. No, I'm glad you shook it out of me actually. Oh good. I don't know whether it's the blind leading the blind <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but um the uh what what made me smile was at the bottom of the email. It was like um if uh, Brexit uh, is stopped, then uh, all of your data will be destroyed and uh, you you don't have to take any further action. And I thought that was really that they were just like... By the way, uh, we, we don't think this is a particularly good idea, but um, we respect the results of the referendum. We think you're crazy and uh, <laughs> lots of people will still buy our automobiles uh, because uh, everybody else in the fucking world. I know you think you're the only people who drive the Audis and the uh, BMW, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, and I just thought it was kind of sweet. Yeah, and um, there was a letter this weekend. Was there not from the German, yeah. you, the German the new donuts, leader, whatever the hell it. her name is? Uh, we'll have to learn it if we're uh, if we're you oh, okay, know. It's, it's initials now because no one can oh, A-K-K. say it. Oh, Anna <laughs> Kramp. Come on, we don't even know so um we'll have to learn it love when we have I know. to pledge allegiance oh, she also, to akk uh, questionable views on abortion yeah probably But that's for yeah. a future episode that's for yeah but we'll carry do on. that so um they so sent yeah a letter. oh have they oh sorry that's what we were saying oh i thought you meant about abortion <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> they've sent a letter and anyway at the bottom of the email that's what it said and i was like oh that's that's nice you know and um I'm still in denial that I will in any way have to become a German citizen. Oh. Like it, may, it, 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 it really... That's the thing, isn't it? It really angers me. That That's I'm going to have adopt,
1: yes. to adopt a nationality That's the thing. that is not is not mine That's and I don't thing. feel in any way like I, I don't know there's there's a feeling about a nationality and I know yes. a lot of people come here and they do a better job of integration and they learn Goethe and they, yeah, can well they don't Schiller come to Berlin <laughs> and, but there are some yeah. out here yeah. right who yeah, yeah. who are friends of ours who've managed to get citizenship and they've done an amazing job mm-hmm. at becoming mm-hmm. Germans and actually like they have sunk in so much of the culture yeah. into who they yeah. are it's never been who i was no i agree and yeah. I've, i, I love this country and i yeah, love the culture yeah. Yeah. and i'm so happy and your little to German baby. so much from living here and from the constitution and from all of these things that i think are just amazing about germany yeah. but it's not my culture no, yeah. i am not a german and i will never be a german yeah. and i want to remain not a german yeah happy to live and work with my own nationality yeah. Yeah, and do you know what I think it is? There's a bit of a test that I think we can do is that if you can, like, talk about politics in a way that you actually care about it, then you're probably much further along the line to becoming a citizen of that country, Mm. right? So, like, when I talk about British politics, I care so much. And do you know what? I'm going to criticise it if I find that there are problems that don't, you know, accord to my values in the way that I think that things should be run because, like, that's my democratic right and I am emotively uh responding to that situation because it's my country and I feel a sense even though I don't even live there I feel a sense that it should be better for all of the citizens who live there better than it is and better than it ever will be with Brexit and the fucking Tories so you know and and I want to be able to say that openly and say you know I think that there is a better way of doing things and I feel an emotive response to it but here I think it's because of that like lack of emotional response which I know my husband Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm oh, he'll talk forever about the state of German politics and how awful it is and how terrible this, that and the other is. Um, I don't have an emotional response to it in the same way that he does. And it's because he is a German. He got brought up in the system and he wants things to be better than they are. He has a stake in it. And I do to some extent, but it's more abstract. And I remember actually recently uh, this, this thing that I took very much ire to. Someone who I disagree with hugely uh politically speaking a sort of right-winger very much a jordan peterson type um who i think just wants things to be simpler and can't stand complexity i think that's essentially what he tends to argue along the lines of like i want the world to be male and i want women to be servile and, uh, and i just can't understand why things have to in any way change and he says this in all different kinds of ways whether it be political whether it be social And I obviously take massive eye to it and I start disagreeing and disagreeing and just getting in the ends of the conversation saying, you hate this country. And that's what I find so disgusting in this debate that's happened since Brexit, is it feels like if you criticise the right wing, who is essentially not bothered at all about things like democracy, rule of law... Uh, the economy, the welfare of the vast majority of citizens that live in that country, they're literally, the only thing that they care about is that them and their friends are going to get very fucking rich by deregulating our economy and sending us off adrift into the Atlantic. Like, that's the only thing that they care about. And that's the only thing that, you know, people like this guy who I was having an argument really care about, but he's accusing me of hating my country. Mm -hmm.
0: He's accusing me. Because you don't want it to become the fucking 51st state of Donald Trump's america like, yeah
1: we are the true patriots it's just like yeah, kia drama yeah. says it's like we are the true
0: patriots we don't want we want a majority to be better off rather than worse exactly off. and and the thing is i think what you're seeing as well is like you just now i really think it's become clear that there's a there is a silent war going on between legitimate and illegitimate money it's like dark wealth around the world and you know you see it infiltrating elections you'll see it you know obviously the european elections are coming up in may and people are very nervous about this and you know can you just fucking think about farage's fat toady fucking face and the photograph after you know when the the stock markets have plunged Mm. and you know that they don't have any they don't have any patriotism they don't have any any loyalty other than to their own wealth
1: but also their arguments don't stand up anymore. No, exactly. And I yeah. think
0: that's the, like, if
1: we really talk about, you know, when I was at uni, I went from 2008 to 2012 and that was still a time when you could have these silly debates about, like, you know, tax and spend or austerity, which one's better? Oh, I think it's austerity. Thatcher did this. She needed to do this. It was really important. And, you know, more like than I never
0: had those discussions Right, University okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I was surrounded by a lot
1: of things. And, you know, it was sort of like, you know, Thatcher was this kind of like legitimate figure on the right who could be used to, you know, bash any kind of tax and spend arguments. We should genuinely have those conversations. Those don't happen anymore and the reason they don't happen anymore is there is no legitimacy. When you watch millions of people dive into poverty, when you're looking at a financial system that doesn't actually help really anyone apart from a minority in that society to get more and more wealthy every single year when you look at basic services like housing as an asset that is now unaffordable for the vast majority of people under the age of 40 those arguments don't happen anymore because the whole system is illegitimate and so what do you do when you can't argue on the basis of legitimate arguments about economy politics social welfare you turn towards racism you race bait you divide people based on ethnicity based on identity and that's how you win and you know if you look at like long-term arguments the American Conservatives have been doing it since the eighties. They're the best at it. Yeah. You know, Reagan's government war on drugs. War on black people. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the labor movement had to be broken up. You know, working class people had to be turned into small segments and so that they would never ever come together. And they didn't do that in Britain, I don't think, until the Conservatives got into power. And in 2010, that's when everything started turning very sour. I think they won in 2010 off the back of the failure of the Iraq war, the failure of Afghanistan, you know, this this feeling of, like, you know, Labour kind of leading us into incredibly costly, horrendous wars that didn't need to have occurred. And I don't think that they could have won in 2010 at all, ever. And then after that, the Conservatives, in order to legitimise their horrendous programme of austerity, they had to turn towards something else and Mm -hmm. they turned towards europe Mm -hmm. and identity politics and the politics of us versus them the other immigrants you know because you can't legitimize austerity there's no economic argument for it there's no political argument for it there's no fucking financial argument for it it's a disgusting policy that is wrong on all intellectual and real levels and moral levels as well so if you can't argue for it you argue something else
0: Question agree with all of this, but you are more likely than me to reach across the aisle. Oh, God. Yeah. And I don't... So, with all of that that you've just said, which I absolutely agree with, I do think when we talk about it, I find, I find I'm getting increasingly violent in my thoughts. And that's <laughs> wrong. And that is... And it, it actually... It fundamentally is wrong. No, nothing violent. I'm not going to say anything violent, even though... I'd like... I wouldn't piss on Boris Johnson if he was on fire. That's that's not too violent a thing. That's like, you know... I've said more graphically violent things um, uh, than that. And I don't think it helps. I'd let
1: him live with the burnt face.
0: Yeah, and my piss in his mouth. No, um, so... Um, <laughs> but I just... I just do not believe you can be a Tory and be a good person and but I know that you were you were exposed to Tories and more conservative politics growing up than I was and I was I was already like probably politically formed by the time I met them and was like oh shit they're real Mm. and like but I would never I was never in a situation to have a conversation with them or have a friendship with them so um so it's it's more so I think you're more inclined and rightly so but I don't know with all of that stuff how can it be that you're a person and a patriot mm. who wants to see your country benefit and you can say but yeah austerity's good do you think are they delusional are they delusional are they stupid or are they just plain wicked
1: I think it's a combination of all of those things um I think if you just dropped yourself into a Tory world today in 2019 I think you can very easily come to the conclusion that you probably have to be either fucking stupid yeah. or very deeply selfish um, in order to be a Tory. Because I think now tourism or tourism has been exposed as essentially a way for the rich to feel purposeful again. Um, because you know, it's it's not news to you, Pip, that the aristocracy never really went away. Um, no. You know, people never really stopped gaining a living for fuck all. Um, and that's something that I think in most other European countries you don't really have. In Britain, because of dodging, um, you know, the whole laws for inheritance, so dodging like inheritance taxes and stuff, rich people have managed to maintain this hereditary wealth phenomenon which is very singular actually in the post-war in the post-war Europe to Britain and I think tourism is a way to make those people feel useful because imagine like if the only thing that you've ever really done is inherit loads of money then you feel fucking useless in a society that keeps drumming in this idea of entitlement based on merit rather than entitlement based on birth so in order to kind of feel useful you have to you know pick up a you know pick up a book or write something or you know do the commentary for something or and then you'll feel like you're adding something to society but it's a lot of effort Pip. it's a lot of effort (laughs) especially when you're competing with other people who are you know from a diverse set of backgrounds who've had much more diverse life experiences and who bring something different to the plate and essentially probably are a lot better at whatever they're doing than you are because you never really had to work because work was a choice um so in a way i think what tourism tries to do is to essentially give those people a larger playing ground to feel useful you know because if you've got no one to compete with you're the only taxidermist in the whole country then yes you will have the greatest collection of taxidermy (laughs) in the nation well done you you know or if there's no one else to compete with yes you will write the best poetry in the nation because you know and so if 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 there's no one to compete with your creation of culture will be of merit and, and I think that the Tories essentially want to create a world that rich people feel useful. Rich people feel as if they can say to poor people, I gave you a school. Now I will be named after that school. Oh, no, no. I will name that school after me. <laughs> yeah. And generations of poor, yeah, helpless it's legacy, children. It? It's that sense of, like, oh, I did something yeah. for yeah, you. You know, be thankful, be yeah. grateful. Um, and that idea of paternalism that idea of like you must be grateful for yeah. what I give you yeah. that whole idea that you're in any way entitled to something that is so against tourism mm. because
0: tourism like you have to be credited for things that are just not very impressive and that's what we see all the time isn't it is that yes they are credited and that means that they get away with a lot more and it, mean, well, it means the, the adverse effect is that the poor are credited with nothing you know uh, mm-hmm. and and uh so you know you've you know you yeah you got up at half five to drive to work and you know you have this job and you work very hard and then you came back and you did the washing and well yeah that's the way it is you know it's always women not yeah exactly things so yeah. the poor and obviously the poor, yeah exactly so yeah you're right so the poor and that's why yeah having your minority groups is really helpful and divide and conquer is really helpful as well um yeah so I think it is it is difficult to like reach
1: across the aisle. And I think it's also been made difficult by the fact that the aisle now on the other side seems to have um, really sold its soul to a very hardline right-wing politic, uh, which they've needed to stay in power and to get into power because their political, social and economic arguments don't stand up anymore. So instead they've gone for identity
0: politics. But um, it made me... I've been very much like watching the parliamentary debates yeah. and watching the votes... <laughs> you know, when you go to the Houses of Parliament, they look like Eton and they look like Oxford and they look like Cambridge. Mm. And I'm reminded of that so much. And I, I forgot how much the braying um, really grinds, you know, that th- when they are going When they're just mm. shouting at each other across and like laughing and you realise, and this is on both sides as well. And um yeah, it's just you realize how fucking alien it is, and you're like, wow. There's only a few people I trust in that room of hundreds of people. They've gone from uh, prep school at eight, then they've gone to boarding
1: school at thirteen years old to make a man out of me, um, and then they've gone to E. Uh, then they've gone to Oxbridge, of course, for PPE, um, and then they've gone on to maybe work in a law as a law clerk for a while in another very giant institution, and then well, I've obviously I went to politics. Mummy and when when With Nanny. told don't don't if I didn't get into politics you've got um, to make something of yourself so they've always been in institutions that were stable and had been there for centuries strong and stable and, and in those institutions they were able to spread it out in the in the in the debating society and this society and that society and the fucking safest place again well it's exactly it, it's what so talking about. these institutions have been here for hundreds and hundreds of years and and it feels like you know firstly you're going to win all your arguments even if you lose it's jolly hockey sticks and you have to force the other person to be on the other side they really think the same thing as you yeah um and also even if you lose those institutions are still going to be there so
0: do you find everything's going to be
1: fine because everything's always been fine
0: i find frustrating about about and it's something that we talk about when we talk about fascism. You made a point um, to me recently, um, you know, fascism, you know, and I'm kind of, again, we've had this, we, I've made this point to some people who really want to fucking, you know, reach out and, and, um, and uh, the idea that, oh, but have to understand we could the always, language. yeah, you know, we, we have to, you know, um, uh, oh, so what's my point? The, the idea that, yes, you're right, because they are on the same side you know fundamentally and so it's always you know I get a bit frustrated and even though yes I'm really for you know healthy debate and I'm really for you know not seeing the same you know not necessarily having the same opinion and homogenizing opinion that's not what I'm for I'm on the fucking left by the way there's no homogenized opinion but um have you seen the women's march? Yeah, you know. The my God, yes, I mean, that's the thing that makes there's me there's two for a reason and again I think I don't know whether I've said this on this podcast um but you know there was a conservative woman being like oh the left they're just so homogenized and you're like mate why do you think none of us are fucking done anything why have we not been in power why have we not done anything because there's too many fucking people on the left with too many you know there's too many ideas and it's you know the left is a tent and um but yeah so, so when you're having this kind of oh, well, um, healthy debate, you have to have healthy debate. And it's like, it's because the idea of healthy debate was fucking nurtured in those places where it was like, actually, your ideas were very, very similar. And then when you apply that to the wider world and, oh shit, there's some racists, well, let's hear them out. Mm. <laughs> it's like, well, no. You know, and and what was the point you made, we were making with Al? I was in here making tea. Tol- um, like, like, don't tolerate intolerance. Yeah. Um,
1: You can't tolerate intolerance. Um, When I say reaching out to Tories, I don't mean the ones who say Parliament shouldn't get a say. I don't mean the ones who say it's Brexit at any cost because Mm. essentially what they are advocating is a type of political system that we don't have in the UK. And yes... You could call me extreme for saying this, but they are advocating a sense of authoritarianism. And as far as I'm concerned, you can't you can't debate with that. When when someone's like my idea at all costs, they're an authoritarian. There's no ways of going about it. But I'm sick
0: of being told I have to. I have to. You should reach out to them.
1: Yeah. So you reach out to people who are in the arena of your democratic system as it functions and not trying to undermine that democratic system as soon as they try to start trying to undermine the democratic system in which you are functioning firstly you know if they're serious about it you say okay let's go through the means of democracy in order to maybe think if you're right or if you're wrong like we had a, a vote a couple of years ago referendum another one of those fucking referendum um to see if we wanted a different uh, style of voting the british public in all of their idiotic wisdom decided to vote
0: against that i don't think we're good people (laughs) i don't don't, if we're not good we're not bright yeah
1: (laughs) but you know if there is something that you want to change about the way that our democracy functions do it in a democratic manner if you're not wanting to do that and if you just want your idea at all costs and you just want to stay in power and you just want one party state rule and you just want to shove your ideas through without any parliamentary oversight you're behaving like a fascist this government Is behaving in an authoritarian fascist style of governing because they have been massively defeated and they are choosing to go down the same route and they're not you know ruling as a minority government they're not ruling in any way taking into account that we have had a democratic decision since the referendum and it went against hard brexit it was basically like we're split down the middle guys what's the most sensible option when we are split down the middle fucking norway style you know, so if, if you're one of those people who is essentially gunning for a more authoritarian style of governing, I'm not going to have a debate with you. Mm-hmm. You're not in the same political spectrum as me. You're in another sphere and you are scary and you're dangerous to democracy. If you're in the democratic sphere and you have different ideas about budgets and about fiscal spending and about whether we should do Brexit or not and that kind of stuff, I can have a debate with you. That's fine. If you are gunning for authoritarianism, we're not in the same sphere, yeah. and I will not tolerate intolerance. Boom. Do you know who said, like, they were the ones who led us in? They tolerated our intolerance, and it was their own fault. Who? Joseph Goebbels in nineteen thirty-four. Uh. Wait, what? What did say that? Say that again. It was their own fault. Talking about the Weimar Constitution oh, and the Weimar they government. They tolerated our intolerance. They tolerated our intolerance, right. and they're to blame for why we're here now. Yeah. 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 That was in nineteen thirty-four. They'd consolidated power and they had essentially been let in the yeah. front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the SPD and yeah. the CDU, they tolerated intolerance. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it'll be fine. Um...
1: Are you on a scale of one to ten? Ten being we don't leave at all, and one being we leave with a no deal. Where are you?
0: I think in for a penny, in for a pound. I don't know what
1: that means. What's well, that Northern saying?
0: Well, no, actually, oh, one of my <laughs> Scottish friends said it once: uh, "In for a penny, in for a pound." <laughs> um, well, it means if you go, if you if you go in, in you might as well go all in. I don't think, it's, uh, right, I don't think okay. it's necessarily a good idea to apply to life. But um, uh, <laughs> um, like, So what, if we leave and so, we're no dealing? No, no. But I'm, what I'm saying is, if I'm going to say, oh, I don't think it's no deal. Right, right, I don't right. think we're going to stay. I might, because if we're going to stay, we're going to stay. And I'm an eight. Right. Good, 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 Where good, are you? Where good. Are
1: you? So as you said, two weeks ago, I was veering towards three, four, mainly because of a Mr. Jeremy Corbyn. ...and his interview over Christmas in The Guardian... ...but I'm now actually feeling much more positive ...and I'm back to... ...this is not going to fucking happen... ...and you know what? Here's the anecdote that I'm going to leave you with... ...I was on tour the other day... ...and I had a guy from the Department of Education... ...who had been working for the civil service for 16 years... ...he was fairly high up in the civil service... ...he was on my tour and i said to him at one point in the break i was like so brexit you know not gonna happen is it not gonna happen expecting him to be like oh well it's a bit confusing and he was like no i don't think so and i was like what what and you know and then he looked at me sort of. i a was bit just trying gaff. to trick you and he was just like what i thought you knew so and i was like i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know bitch Theresa May doesn't know no one knows yeah. and then he was like well um i just don't and I was like, you don't think it's going to happen? You don't think it's going to happen? And he was like, no, I just don't see how it can.
0: Exactly. And this is what I've been thinking all, all along. I, I don't I don't see, and no one has had a vision for it. So, So let's stay hopeful, everybody. I would like to say hello to um, the campaigners all of the campaigners who have campaigned I've seen a lot of them over the last two and a half years for people's vote for, people, for a people's vote and for for the three million uh, European people in um, uh, in Britain um, three, and a half million. three and a half million. I beg your pardon and um, you list this week a campaign uh, you can see it on the hashtag hands off um, you can see these really emotive clips that people are saying hands off my mum who's from France and hands off my wife uh, and hands off these people hands off our fuck People uh, in Britain, you can you can fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, Ian Duntman made this point. Like this is a,
0: a very you know uh, a
1: podcast that's quite dear to both of our hearts. It's called Romaniacs. We both listen to it religiously, and one of the commentators on Romaniacs is a guy called Ian Dunt. and he said at one point, you know, I don't understand when people ask, uh y- you know, why why would you go for a people's vote and not something else. Um, or what's going to happen if the people's vote goes against you? And he's like, this is this is a question of sequencing. Yeah you know, we fight now for the best option, which is that it doesn't happen at all. If we lose and we leave again, we fight for Norway. Yeah. We fight for the softest of soft breakfasts. But quite frankly, right now, it's still possible to stop this shit from happening.
0: So put your so fucking energy in it. Put your
1: fucking back into we it. We fight until we have to fight for something else. Yeah. And we don't stop fighting for the best outcome for the vast majority
0: of people in Britain. Which is remaining of course so that's that then so so yeah we'll, we'll talk to you soon we don't know exactly when there's no point in us giving you a time or date because uh, we don't stick to that <laughs> but um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter you can like us um, follow us is better uh, on Instagram uh, Facebook uh, please please tell your mates um, uh, and share us um, yeah if, if everyone who listens to this can give it to at least one other person yeah um, yeah, that be, would be fantastic. Yeah, we'd be it doing would all right.
1: Mean that we went hundred percent higher. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's true. Ah. That was some good maths. maths. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> There's that private education pay. <laughs> so hey, yes, darling, I can do percentages. I know. Um, so, um, geez, I can't. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, uh, this has been Systronics.